Okay. Got it. Okay. So uh, welcome to Two Sisters Health. I'm Rachel Scott, and this is my sister. I'm Jen. And today we're um, interviewing Judy Trustee. Hi, Judy. How are you? Hi, Rachel. I'm good. How are you? Good. So I'll give a brief introduction. Judy and I have known each other, gosh, probably 15 years or something. A long time. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. We worked together at the hospital as nurses in the emergency room. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's gone on through. Uh, we worked together and then Judy became the supervisor. And I went on and did some other things. And we've kept in touch all that time. And the one thing that I remember uh, about Judy, especially when I first met her a long time ago, 15 years ago, is that she had a very regular meditation practice and um, is definitely a lifelong learner. So I've always found that to be very interesting. She's always tackling new things, learning about new things. And I think meditation has been one of those things that has stayed with you and been really important to you. So when we started this yeah. meditation practice challenge, um, I initially thought of you because you were one of the first people I knew who was really committed to meditation. So um, would you like to say anything else about yourself uh, whatever you want, uh, doesn't have to be related to meditation either. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for coming up on 30 years and, um, I, I, I have to say I am a binge meditator. It's kind of like exercise with me. I, I go through spurts where I'm really good about it and then I kind of slack off. So, um, I'm, uh, I currently, I missed the start of, of your meditation challenge, or I probably would have started it with you, but um, I, I kind of came into it in the middle um, later when I saw your podcast. And uh, so, but my, uh, well, let me, let me back up. So I, if I go back way, way far back when I was about in second grade, I um, had, I guess, what you would call an enlightenment experience. Um, I was walking home from school. I was out in nature. And things were really beautiful. And I was looking at the world. And, and, you know, when you're that age, you're trying to figure out the world and stuff. And I ended up having this sensation come over me where everything, I, my, my thinking slowed down. Everything became just like a, a single moment in a way, if that makes sense. And I, I had this sensation that I understood the vast interconnectedness of everything, um, the primacy of love and the importance of love. And it was, it was all, I don't know, I didn't even have words to describe it back then. And um, it actually did happen to me a second time spontaneously when I was a young adult. And, um, and so I kind of spent my life trying to figure out what that was. So I sort of came to meditation through somewhat of a backdoor in that I was trying to figure out what was that that happened to me. And, um, and so through reading, um, reading things like uh, autobiography of a yogi, which um, was pretty important book in, in my thinking um, and uh, and just other books, I discovered Buddhism. Um, I know autobiography of a yogi is more about you know uh, 
Vedanta, like a branch of Hinduism, but I, I really, Realize that the thing that people were describing is something that happens to people when they meditate. So that's sort of how I came into it. And, um, and then I just started meditating and I'm a very good sitter. I, I heard Jen talking about, you know, she, the sitting is hard for her. Exer movement is hard for me. I have to force myself to move. And um, so the sitting actually was really easy for me. And I was able to sit and quiet my mind. And, um, and then I noticed later on that it was actually a shift in your mental state, um, in your brain waves, so to speak, which I discovered later <laughs> that it is a shift in your brain waves. And you get into this state where you're, you're immensely calm. And as those of us who live in the modern world know, you're not very often calm. You're not very often mentally calm where your mind stops mm -hmm. and or not really stops, but, but slows down. And, um, and like exercise, I felt good after it. You know, I, I don't like to exercise, but I always feel good after it. So that was sort of my introduction to meditation sort of through a back door. And then, because I'm a thinker, <laughs> I think a lot, I, I read a lot, and um, I discovered that that has helped people for thousands of years cope with things. So that, that's sort of my introduction to it, I guess. Around how old were you, Judy, when you started a, like a, you know, an, a, a practice that wasn't sort of took you by surprise? Um, early, early 20s. So, and I'm mid fifties now. So, um, but I do go through periods where I, I don't for a while. And then I'm like, Oh, I need to, I need to sit and, you know, like life kind of overwhelms you at times. And that's, that's what I feel is really important about meditation is it, it doesn't seem like much, but it helps you in profound ways to cope with what life throws at you. It's reassuring to me to hear you say that you have lapses for periods of time in your life. Because, yeah. you know, I do too, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not super um, structured in my, I fly by the seat of my pants always. It's like, what sounds good to do today? What, you know, so... So the, the regularness, that structure is just not, doesn't work for me. And um, I ended up, I, I had breast cancer in 2015. And um, I feel that meditation helped me cope with a lot of that. I would do things like when I was in a lot of pain um, or a lot of nausea and stuff, I would, I would, sit and, and try to focus on, um, you know, how sensations in my body, and, and that's actually a meditation that people do, um, you know, how my feet felt on the bathroom rug <laughs> when I was having horrible diarrhea. Mm -hmm. Sorry to share that part with you. But, you know, just, I... just being aware of those small things that, that felt good so that I can mm. um, 
And, you know, people talk about if you're in pain, being aware of the pain and stuff like that. Um, I, I find finding other things that feel good is a better way for me to deal with that. Um, as opposed to really being aware of, um, you know, that particular body sensation. I'll, I'll focus on another body sensation to kind of take me away from that a little bit. So, but it, I think it also helps you to practice acceptance of what is and, um, it, you know, just not get so wound up about life. If that makes sense. Because you can find the good in pretty much everything. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, I would do that was um, some people use mantras for meditation. Um, I would do gratitude mantras a lot, um, especially when I had the cancer um, is finding what I'm grateful for and, and, you know, focusing not really focusing, but, you know, I, I'm grateful for hot water, you know, because hot water felt good to me in the shower, you know, and, um, and finding things over and, you know, to almost chant a mantra of gratitude. I'm thankful, you know, that I live in this time where we're, you know, we have food and we, you know, we don't live, you know, hand to mouth, so to speak. So that's, um, and, I'm not sure if that's truly a, a meditation, but, um, you know, in the sense of, of your brain waves getting into that true meditative state, but um, I don't know. It felt like a meditation. I think anything can be, right? And, you know, there yeah, are I'm, gratitude yeah. meditations. I think that definitely would fit. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I movement is difficult, not, not difficult. I mean, I move around a lot at work, but, um, in contrast with Jen, how movement is just a natural thing that her body wants to do. My body could sit for hours, <laughs> but, um, so I have a difficulty with, with movement meditations. So sometimes mm -hmm. I'll, I'll meditate at the Abby that's in our area here and um, they do they'll do sitting for a while I get into a great meditative state with that and then they'll stand up and do the walking meditation and and it's gone for me Interesting. <laughs> I'm just you know I'm just but it, it is a way that people do meditate so and I think even things like um I, I remember you, Jen, saying that you had, you play the drums and, uh, you know, profound activities of, of creation or creativity um, that people do, you know, composing music or playing music or, um, you know, that sort of thing uh, also can be meditative for people. Mm -hmm. So anything to take you out of wallowing in your own head. <laughs> Keep it simple, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I, I, my, my first husband and I had a word for that mental, that mental state. We called it thoughtin', where you're just, your mind is just zooming from thing to thing and all over the place. And, um, and you know, and, and there's probably a, a place for that, but 
sometimes you just need to slow it down and and not try not to do that so and I don't even know how to explain it to people like I've tried to get my daughter into meditation she has a really stressful job and she's like oh I can't do that you know I, I, my mind won't shut off and I'm like well it won't shut off because you haven't really practiced. That's why they call meditation a practice because you, yeah. you have to do it and do it because it's, it's not easy. Sometimes for some people it, it can happen spontaneously and, um, but most people I think have to work at it. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm proud. My granddaughter picked it up very well and she meditates to this day so she when she was in college and university up in Oregon um, she had you know at the end it was very very stressful and meditation really helped her and became like a regular practice for her and we would go to the Ashland Zen Center and um, I, I like meditation in groups like that because that's what you're there for you know, you're, you're, everybody's doing it. That's what you're there for. Um, so you're kind of forced to sit. Whereas if I'm at home, um, it's too easy to find something else to do. And mm -hmm. as a nurse, I'm kind of a doer. Um, I, I even have a hard time just sitting through watching a movie because I'll like get up and start cleaning my house and, you know, go dabble at doing something in the kitchen and, and um, so the the structured practices really helped me. And that's kind of what my granddaughter and I started doing. And then for her now, she does it at home. Mm -hmm. um, she doesn't necessarily, she lives in Portland now, so she doesn't necessarily go to a place. But um, it did become a habit for her. And has she commented to you how that's affected her in her life and if it's been helpful? I don't, not that we've talked in depth about it, but she has said that it has helped her. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, she just said that she just feels better. And, and at that time when she was a college student, you know, you, you need that centering. You need that um, mm -hmm because there's just so much that comes at us from all, all the time, you know, and um, in our modern life, it's, it's just the way it is. There's always distractions, phones, you know, notifications popping up, people calling, whatever. So um, uh, it, it, it's, I, I think she has expressed that it has helped her. So Judy, I'm sure. really curious. I loved your intro story of how you had that experience at two years old. That's pretty awesome. No, second grade. Oh, I mean Not two sorry. years old. Second, second grade. grade. Yeah, yeah, you would remember two years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but second grade. Wow, I don't really remember second grade. Uh, I do, I wonder if you even remember a lot of other things from second grade. It's just that. No, <laughs> probably not. Thing, right? <laughs> So has that happened to you in meditation or no? It was just two random events it, in your life. It was not as profound, but that's the closest that I've gotten. When I get into a really good, deep meditative state, it's almost like time 
stops and just because it becomes one moment, one long moment, I guess. I don't know how to even explain it, but, um, so that, and then it happened to me as a young adult. It was also when I was out in nature, we were walking and I had seen some mushrooms growing under a tree. And I was thinking about how, you know, things de live, die, decompose to give other things life. And, and then it, that same sensation came over me. And, um, Again, it was like a unity experience, like we're all is one kind of, and, and I know they talk about that in books, but that's what it was, you know, that's how it felt. And, um, but that's the closest I've got is, is in a deep meditative state. So, but I would not say it. Yeah. Well, the time when I was in second grade, I think I was alone walking home from school. The time. Um, when I was a young adult was with my first husband. Did you tell so. him about that experience? Could he figure out that something was going on or he's like, what, you just had that experience? I, you know, I did tell him we, we definitely talked a lot, but um, I don't think he got it. I mean, I don't think he, you know, it, it, you can't even really explain it to anybody. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Cause they, they're like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. But they, you know, you're like, no, no, you, you don't understand how profound it was. And so, but yeah, we did talk about it. And was it just a moment in time? Um, it probably lasted under five minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not, not that long. Mm -hmm. Not that long. It's that's interesting long. how those short times. And when I was in mm -hmm. second grade, I don't, even remember how long it lasted but it was it had like a huge effect like like it affected my whole life how I view life how I view the world and all of that stuff less than five minutes yeah that's really yeah but it, you know when it when it happens you're like wow what was that you know and then I I kind of spent my life trying to figure that out so Crazy. So and that brought me to, go ahead. Oh, can I ask you one more thing? When you were in second grade, did you talk to anyone about it or ask questions like of an adult? Do you remember? No, I, okay. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. No. Um, I don't know. I may have talked to my dad, but um, I, no, I don't think so. Okay. Because mm -hmm. like I said, I don't think I had the words mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. um, to even really explain it to somebody. In second grade, you might not realize how profound that is, right? Because you don't have an experience of the world. So you think it's going to happen again. And then you yeah, years yeah. and years and it doesn't happen again. So you're like, wait a minute, what was that? That Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. So. Yeah. Interesting. I have another question. I would, I would definitely say it shaped me. Uh, a little bit about what you had said before, that you've been to the Abbey here. Uh-huh. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I'm kind of curious about the Abbey that's here. I've never been. So years back, I went to a Buddhist book study in um, when I lived in Wairika. And then I met a guy, and he'd invited me down to the Abbey. And, um, and then I... 
it wasn't until I, I moved down to Mount Shasta years later that I actually went, you know, a few times there. And um, the, the, they're, they're a working Abbey. They're, they're co-ed. I mean, there's both men and women, monks that actually live there. Um, they're kind of a retreat. So they do um, retreats for people. And so they do like that you, um, if you, if it's the first time that you've meditated with them, that you call and, um, and make arrangements to meet with somebody. And they have somebody that basically walks you through the, um, what they do and some of the rules, you know, um, they, um, uh, anyway, but they're, they're very open to have people come and they do have closed times because, because they do retreats for people. Um, you know, so you just have to make sure that they're open, but they're, they love having now, uh, since COVID, I'm not really sure they, I know they do Dharma talks. Um, a lot of them had, have been zoom, um, but the I'm not sure if they're actually open again for people to come out. They may be. I think things are opening up. But um, I I haven't been actually for a while since my granddaughter and I went. So okay. So you have been meditating for how many days now? We're on day twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. So I did not start with you. Okay. I I meditated today. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, the, the other thing that I do, so there's a guy named Adi Ashanti, who's a, a Buddhist teacher and he does, um, he, he teaches kind of a, an awareness type meditation. So you can do meditations that are mantras. You can do meditations that are, um, you know, following your breath and body sensations and the meta um, you know, loving, practicing loving kindness that you're kind of putting out into the world and stuff. But he does like a real awareness, just being with what is. And so I use that a lot informally, I guess you would say. So when I have to wait somewhere, um, waiting in line at the grocery store, the pharmacy, I'll just, I start with I wouldn't call it listening. It's more hearing, if that makes sense. Listening is more, to me, listening is your mind taking what's, what you're hearing and, and processing it mentally. Um, but hearing is just being aware of the sounds without trying to mentally explain them. And so I'll start with hearing or my breath, and then um, I'll just move on to awareness of everything around me. Um, and uh, it, it enables me to wait with a very immense patience. <laughs> so one time I was waiting in line at the pharmacy and there was like a bunch of people in line and there was this gentleman that came up, an older gentleman that came up and he was having a real hard time walking. And he looked at the line and was his face just fell. And, and he's like, um, 
and and I looked and I said, why don't you, I go, go ahead and have a seat in the chair and I'll hold your place in line. And he's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, and because he couldn't stand up to stand in the line. It was too painful for him. So he sat down and then I got up to the front of the line and I was doing the meditation the whole time I was in line. So I care how long I waited. I mean, I, I had nothing else to be doing at that moment. I was you know, and so I offered to let him go first. And he was like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, and, and um, anyway, so he went ahead of me. And it, but it, it enables you to do that, because you you're just okay with what is you're just there living your life. And like I said, I, you know, I'm older, I don't have kids at home anymore. So I, I don't have a lot to do. I, I heard you say that, Rachel, on a podcast about how you're very busy and stuff. I have to find things to fill my day. So waiting did not matter to me. It didn't matter. And then the people at the, you know, in the pharmacy were, oh, thank you. Thank you for your patience and stuff. And it was, and I was just okay with, with that because I, I had done that meditation. Mm-hmm. So it, it helps me to be kinder to people because you're not getting wound up in your own stuff and you're not impatient. And, um, that's really beautiful. I I feel (laughs) like it helps, helps me to be a better person in that respect. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I still have to wait in lines, even if I'm busy (laughs) and have kids at home and yeah. And so we can all learn from that being with what is right. Regardless of what Mm -hmm. I think my agenda is, it's just whatever is happening at the time. So it's a great reminder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had, um, uh, somebody at work, we had a crazy day at work and, um, and the nurses were like, Oh, you know, getting all kind of riled up and they go, uh, and I think something was falling apart in the ER and they said, you're so calm. How can you be so calm? And I'm like, but does it do any good to get all frazzled in your head? It, it doesn't help the situation at all. You know, and part of that training might've been working in the ER for years, but I definitely think meditation has a, a role in that, in, you know, accepting what is. So, cause getting all wound up about it does not help. Well, I can say typically from working with you, I remember thinking "Hmm, there's something to this meditation because you were always in a good mood. (laughs) You were always up to help. You were one of the nurses that was always helping other people, no matter what was going on. And just, um, thank you. Endlessly good attitude. Thanks. I mean, it's, you know, nursing's a hard job. Anything in medical is a hard job. People are not at their best. Um, you know, they, they might be in pain. They might be, you know, afraid, afraid for family or whatever. And um, you, you can't help them if you're, you know, down in that craziness too. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you have to be able to, and even if it's just a couple minutes of taking a deep breath, you know, and, and centering yourself so that you can be there for somebody else, you know, to, and I wonder if you don't have those skills that you have, Judy, people burn out, right? And find they can't keep going in that. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, they do. Burnout's a big problem in our um, thing, I, I in our line of work. Um, I'm not a sales 
salesman by any stretch. I, I, I couldn't sell, you know, water to a man thirsted to death in the desert. I just did not. So I have not been very successful with the exception of probably my granddaughter. Oh, and my daughter-in-law, she, she meditates. And, um, I, I like to think she got some of that from me. Um, the idea of it, uh, she was raised, um, very, uh, strict Christian family. And I, I don't, there is a meditation in Christianity, but, um, there, but anyway, she wasn't really raised with that. And she does that now to help with her anxiety and stuff. So, yeah, I, I, um, anyway, I feel it's helped me. So, but I wish I could sell it to people more. <laughs> well, you kind of embody it and I'm sure that helps sell it too. Well, if you thank you. It, I bet you I, could teach it. If mm -hmm. I what? It's something you were interested in doing. I bet you could teach. Oh gosh, I'm very camera shy. I'm I'm pretending there's not a camera in front of me, and it's just the two of us talking. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you have a lot. Thank, to thanks to you guys. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. I I really enjoy your podcast. Oh, good. Thanks. Good. Yeah, it's been great. Judy, when you do, um, you know, when you're in the habit or when you decide to pick up your practice again in more than just a line at the store, you know, uh -huh. I'm at home, um, do you sit for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour? Like, what is your typical I, practice? I usually like? or sit is there for, no typical practice? I usually try to sit for 30. So if I do it at a, a like the Zen Center or the Abbey, I can sit for like an hour. Um, but if I do it at home, like I said, I, I kind of peter out after about 20, 30 minutes. So I also use sometimes to help me get started. Um, I have a brainwave thing that I started using for sleep. Um, hmm, that in train, it's, it's, it entrains your brainwaves to go into different, um, um, different waveforms. So like if you hooked somebody up to an EEG and when they were in deep sleep, they would be in a Delta wave mm -hmm. and um, there's theta waves, alpha, alpha wave waves, beta waves. And um, the ear can't hear a sound that's a two, a Delta wave say is a two Hertz wave and the ear can't hear that sound, but they found if they played a tone in your ear that you can hear that are two Hertz apart. So like a 35 Hertz and a 37 Hertz that your brain will entrain to the difference and it enables you to get into a, um, those meditation states or, or a sleep state. I started using it when I had to do night shift for a couple weeks, not a night shift person. And um, I, I can't sleep in the day. And mm. I, I decided to try and use it. And you, it's like white noise. But then there's also these humming sounds that are the brainwave entrainment things. And they have meditation ones too. So I don't like guided meditations where people talk to you. Because I can't get into that meditated state because I'm listening to what they say. Mm -hmm. And and the listening state is, is your brain is active. It's not in that meditative state, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, listening is a different brainwave state than, than meditation. 
So I, I don't prefer a guided meditation, but I will sometimes start with the brain wave. Sometimes I just sit. Sometimes I'll just sit and start with my breath and hearing, but sometimes I'll use the brainwave. It's, in mm. fact, that's the name of the app on my phone. It's called brainwave. Okay. Brainwave. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I, to this day, use it for sleep. It, it'll, it has dreamy sleep and deep sleep and it has a wake-up function. So it's and, headphones? Um, you just have headphones on? You have to wear headphones because you have to have two different ears. There's one sound in one ear and one sound in the other ear. So it only works with headphones. So They have those. I've seen advertised they have these kind of headband headphones now that are uh -huh. you know, supposedly comfortable in bed. And that's kind of how. Yeah, I, I'm uh, going to take this out. The ones you have on now. Yeah, I don't know if you can see these little earbuds. Yeah. So. I I can't wear like the i iPad or iPod um, right. earbuds. They're too big. I have small ears apparently. So the little tiny earbuds, any of the ones that like sit flat against your head, um, work for me. Even though I'm a side sleeper, they don't seem to bother. They me. don't bother you. Okay. So, no, uh, uh, I mean I'm used to them now. I've done it for a decade and a half. I think it's probably around well, probably about a decade that I've been using that. So, and they have like ones for studying. So they'll bring your brain to like a focus. Oh, really? Um, not meditation cool. focus, but uh -huh. um, like focused and alert, um, memory boost. So right now I'm, I'm trying to relearn Latin that I took when I was in high school. Cool. So I'm doing like a lot of, um, I, I'll put in and, and put one of the memory boost ones on when I'm trying to learn Latin, you know, verb, um, or noun declensions and verb conjugations and stuff. So, so I use it actually for a lot of things, but it does, it does help with meditation too. That's awesome. It is awesome. Mm -hmm. I think my next step is going to be to, um, I've just been doing the 10 minutes a morning with our challenge. And I think my next step, and I, I probably jumping five minutes is a little too ambitious for me, um, but I'm going to try to, move the needle a little bit after our okay. challenge is over and try to get up to 20 minutes at some point because i the, the 10 minutes has been great for a uh -huh. few different reasons but i feel like i'm just at the very beginning you know mm -hmm. of a long process of training yeah and it takes a bit to get into that state have you guys noticed um like changes in your life or how you cope or how, you know your ability to process or since you guys have been doing it, I was curious. For me, the discipline of doing it every day is enough of a change for me uh -huh. um, and not dreading it uh, after, you know, doing it for several days, sort of looking forward to, yeah. that, um, you know, not having expectations of myself and just to try to just be, that's enough of a leap for me right now. We'll, yeah. You know, we'll get to other places hopefully soon ish rachel so yeah. um hmm. it's been challenging because i didn't have a practice of meditating every day i mean i have in the past but not recently and there's been a lot of change in my life like i'm leaving my job of 10 years and taking some time off and starting a new job and um so there's been a lot of change so it's a really good time for me yeah definitely and, 
it's kind of hard, I guess, because I'm processing a lot to know if I would be processing it differently if I wasn't meditating, but I definitely think it helps and is probably giving me a broader perspective on those changes. I'm a little frustrated with myself that there have been a few days I forget because- Oh no, don't beat yourself up. <laughs> I just get in my day and I go, oh my gosh, I didn't meditate today. And then I'll be like, oh, I'll do it at lunch or I'll do it when I get home. And sometimes I do and sometimes I forget. And so I put yeah. on a calendar that I can see from my bed. So when I wake up, I hope it will remind me. Um, and actually, Jen, I was thinking I want to do it another 30 days after this because mm -hmm. I haven't done 30 days where I didn't forget once. And yeah. 10 minutes is not too much. Like I right. should totally be able to do that. Um, so I want to challenge myself again to actually complete 30 days without missing. And I mean, in 24 hours, I should be able to find 10 minutes. That's right. not too much to ask. <laughs> And then in, I would like to say too, I think you're right. 20 minutes is probably the right amount of time because really when you get into it and the brain stops and the body relaxes and you feel those, I feel those brainwave changes because my yeah. body feels different and I don't, my mind doesn't race anymore. I feel totally relaxed and, and then you're out of it. 10 minutes isn't very long. So I don't know if I'll try to make, I'll try to do 10 minutes. And if I'm really having time and having a good morning, I'll do 20 um, and then we'll go from there. So, yeah, they do say just regular practice is best. If you read, you know, the, uh -huh. the meditation teachers, um, they, they do recommend regular, regular practice. So, and then, and it's probably because as you practice anything, you get better at it. And when you get better at it, you can get into that brain state a lot quicker. And then you get more out of it. You're, you're not wasting your 20 minutes with 15 of it just trying to get into that state. And everyone you're, we've talked to seems to say 20 minutes is kind of that magic point. Uh, well, I would love to keep yeah. talking, but it looks like... Yeah, we can talk for a long time sometimes, can't we? <laughs> Thank you for having me, you guys. Thanks nice to meet you officially, Jen. All You're right. Great. You guys take you. care. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>